So I thought to continue with Secrets of Drunken Boxing in the Eight Shadow Style by Sifu Neil Ripsky, I thought I'd read one of his chapters out loud. I hope you don't mind, Neil, but I thought I'd give a taste so that others who want to read your book can get a sense of what's in store for them when they when they buy your book. So this chapter is called Opening the Small Gates of Baguazhang, and it goes as follows. The Bagua Small Gate Opening Palm, Baguazhao Kai Minzhang is a short form of Baguazhang that I teach to all my serious students. The name Xiao Kai Mianjiang is always the first thing I am asked about. What are the gates? This depends on context, as is usual in Chinese arts and language. From a health or qigong standpoint, the small gates are the joints of the body. Opening these gates means to soften, stretch and make pliable each one of your joints. They are ankle, knee, hip, wrist, elbow, shoulder, dan tian, qua, tan zong, chest, neck, da joy, and mind, upper dan tian. The first six, twelve if you count both sides, of these joints must be relaxed and have equal amounts of muscular tension around them to be opened. It is physically difficult because as overly strong or weak muscle groups tend to unbalance the strong around a joint, the strength around a joint. For example, overdeveloped quadriceps, thigh muscles, can overpower the muscularity in the lower leg and therefore pull on the knee joint more in one direction than another. Ideally, training the small gait form will allow the quad to relax while the lower leg bears more of the strain of movement and allows it to grow stronger to balance the tension around the knee joint. Each of these six harmonies, or 12 joints, work in this way and should be studied to make them all relaxed, even, smooth and open. The gua involves more than the hip joint, as it includes the entire muscularity of the inguinal crease joint and all the attachments in the pelvis. Dantian is another way of looking at this. Equally working the six directions of Dantian through three-dimensional movement will help all the qua muscles and abdominal muscularity to become active and ideally balanced for any action. It means that any movement in any angle starting from the Dantian should have equal substance, force and stability. Cultivating the six directions of Dantian can be done through this form. I'm turning the page here. Please bear with me. Boom, 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 doo. And we continue. Although there are other more specific exercises for it as well. So that gives you a little bit of idea of what he goes on about. Because he has a huge section on just rambling about Baguazhang. And it takes some time to go through it. Now I'm not a fast reader. I'm actually a very, very slow reader. 
So I typically will just read one or two paragraphs a day while I'm on the bus or the train, just trying to digest what is being said and then ruminate on the deeper meaning of what's going on. Sometimes I don't even fully understand what he's talking about. But then, hey, most of you don't even understand what I'm talking about. But I, as the person who's doing the podcast, knows what I'm talking about, if you get what I mean. So, there is a lot of stuff here that it's not just about drunken boxing. It's not just about that. And then after, you know, a person has read the book, what's next? Whoa. Talk about freakish timing. What's indeed is next? Well, that is, you go outside or wherever you are, and you practice, and you train your Baguazhang. Some of the moves he talks about in there, you know, because I do Baguazhang, I can visualize the movements, but I still go out and attempt them. And I'm surprised at how wrong I, I get them sometimes. And I have to go back and read it again, and then I have to try it again, and eventually I get it right, and it's like, oh, and then and then what? Then you do it, and you practice, and you practice, and you train, and you train, and knowing me, I'm waiting for something to happen, and nothing's happening, and then eventually... No, if you've gone past Qigong sickness, nothing happens. Nothing tangible, but you can hear in my words, my own words. I'm waiting for something to happen. I'm waiting for those signs that tell me I'm doing it right. I'm waiting for that mystical experience. Those sensations. And... They're not always coming. And even as I'm telling it to you now, my eyes are shifting left, right like a crazy fucker trying to look for some weird shit happening. And it's not happening. Because when you're aligned with the movements, when you're in harmony with what's going on, you will not feel anything. And I've noted for myself, it's easier for me to explain it to other people than for me, myself, to just live in that moment. What I'm trying to get at is most of our sensations we're feeling is a difference between our state or condition and our environment. That difference we feel is, and we call it sensation. But when we're in harmony or in congruence with our environment, we don't feel anything. We don't sense anything. And that's what makes training in the internal style so fucking hard. It's it's not the same kind of hardness when you do external style because that kind of hardness is 
is easy to comprehend. It's you hit something, you feel the pain. Or you break something, or you push against something, you feel resistance. And you can adapt, and you can learn, and you can adjust from it. But for internal martial arts, a lot of times you don't feel anything, and that's where the problem lies. You aren't supposed to feel anything, but you need some sort of way to know whether something is happening. You know, it's it's a difficult one. If I can give an example, it's like when you're sick, you can feel your body aching and going through different sensations. You know you're sick. And it's uncomfortable. When you're injured, you can feel that. When you're bruised, you can feel that. You can feel the pain. But just spare a moment and think about when you're not sick, when you're not injured, what are you feeling most of the time? You're feeling nothing. When you are hungry, you feel the hunger. You, you feel the emptiness inside your gut. You also feel the sensation of filling up the gut. But when you are truly content with not needing to eat, what do you feel? You feel nothing. And it's a real difficult one to comprehend. It's it's almost like, I, I don't know much about drunken boxing. In fact, I would say for most of it, I know the stereotypical things you see in the movies and that. And I, from personal experience, I also know the sensation of Suffering from hangovers, getting tipsy, getting drunk, getting not drunk. And I also know the feeling of being different to others when others are getting drunk and you're not getting drunk or you're the sober one because all the others are partying and you can't. It's not easy. The internal martial arts is very much sometimes like that. You are the one who has to stay sober so the others can have a good time. You can't join them. Some of us consciously make the commitment. Others, it gets put on them. Now, I keep wanting to talk about the book and give a proper analysis and review about it but I just keep going off script and talking about other things and I'm fully aware that I'm doing it and I think I don't know if the rest of you guys are like me you know we read these things and we get insights and we move on and we try to interpret it that it makes sense to our own training our own life and I think that's the biggest thing I get out of this book, Secrets of Drunken Boxing, in the Eight Shadow Style, by Sifu Neil Rebsky. It's, um, 
I think before I, I finish this particular podcast, I will give you an example of something that did happen, that does happen to me when I do read the book. I can be sitting down somewhere, read a, a paragraph or two, and over the course of the reading, get a slow build-up sensation in the stomach that feels a bit like... Um, I have something bubbling in my gut. And as it's bubbling, I can f- have this effect. I feel this warmth and fire in my stomach. While at the same time, above it, I feel this cooling sensation coming through my pipes that join up to the lungs, coming up and out through my mouth. These internal activations are my sign that my body is reacting and it's what happens a lot when someone has had experience with Gong or internal practices. The body remembers, the body knows and the body responds. But am I choosing to stay in that sensation even though it's a pretty cool neat effect the answer is no as soon as i put the book down the sensations go away they're not really there it's not like taking drugs and you get high and you know or or drinking alcohol and you get drunk these are just the side effect as a consequence you get drunk or tipsy as a consequence of drinking sometimes alcohol but not necessarily what you're aiming for. What you're looking for is the is gaining the benefits from the drinking of the alcohol or taking the drugs. Not the benefits as in the stimulation or the sensation, more they're just a side effect of that thing you're doing. It's it's really um I'm hoping you guys are understanding this because it is the people who have never had the experience it's a bit Ah, I wish I had a better example. Huh. Ah. It's like ginger. Ginger, the spice, the root is um is warming heats up the body now the side effect of heating the sensation of heating up the body is the side effect like you get like you get drunk on alcohol but with ginger you don't and that side effect is because it's opening up your arteries and allowing the blood to rush through your um through your system more so you feel hot you feel warmer but it's not it's not always the sensation you're after you're not going for that sensation now in the beginning you are but you but you really want the internal workings of what it's doing inside the body that is more the important thing you want to improve your internal flow of your blood that's really so you have you have better uh, circulation of blood and for those of you who who do um, 
Chani, who practice some Chinese medicine, it allows you to flush out the toxins a lot more easily and allows you to um, take the nutrients more to the areas in the body where you want them to go so that you can heal faster or grow faster or, or strengthen up. As a side effect, it just so happens that it's happened that you warm the body up. I hope that's a better example. I can't think of anything better. So anyway, these are my ramblings. Two podcasts on Secrets of Drunken Boxing in the Eight Shadow Style by Sifu Neil Rapsky. And I have totally rambled on about the book while not really talking about the book. But I do strongly recommend that you get yourself a copy and read it. And if you do Bagua Zhang and you don't wanna and you don't wanna veer off from Bagua Zhang, he has a lot of chapters just dedicated to Bagua Zhang in it. Which is pretty impressive because Bagua Zhang is not his main uh, martial arts style. That's kudos to him. So anyway, I'm going to stop here for real this time. And let you guys make up your own damn minds. Take care.